Aloha, beautiful souls, and welcome to this new episode of the Positive Switch podcast. Today, I am speaking to you from Maui, which is one of the Hawaiian islands where I'm having an amazing time and just getting to spend time in nature and connecting with lots of animals and seeing wonderful other creatures. And I'm so thankful for it. And today is quite a special episode for me as this is the first time I am having a guest on this podcast and it's someone who's very special to my heart and yeah I thought it would be interesting to share with you his story and so that you guys maybe will get inspired to become vegan or become an activist if you're already vegan and my special guest is Keegan Peterson and you can find him on social media. He will let you know how you can reach out to him by the end of this episode. So Keegan, welcome to this episode. How are good you? Good day, Morgan. How are you? I am very good, Keegan. Thanks. So just introduce yourself. Tell us about yeah, who you are, what do you do? Okay. Well, as she mentioned, my name is Keegan Peterson. I'm from Pennsylvania, more specifically, um, about close to an hour north of Philadelphia, um, in a small little town. Um, most people would probably know Lansdale. Um, my address is more North Wales. Um, went to school there, grew up there. Um, I, well, actually I was born in Denmark, moved over here when I was three. Um, my, my dad's Danish. My mom was born in the States. Um, but uh, I, so I live in Pennsylvania. I work in Pennsylvania as a civil engineer. Uh, I went to school up in Rochester, New York, um, called the Rochester Institute of Technology. Studied civil engineering there. Um, and that's where I got my internship and got my job from. Um, and then more specifically, um, talking about vegan stuff and veganism, I just recently switched, um, made that positive switch, as she likes to call it. Um, a couple years ago, it's been almost almost two years. This July will be two years, um, and everything that every every switch that I made when it comes to veganism and minimalism and everything else having to do with trying to you know lower my impact on the earth and help the animals, all that stuff. That's all thanks to Morgan and her guidance and her um, educating educating me about you know, what truly is veganism. I, I mean, I kind of knew what it was before. Um, didn't know exactly what it entailed. Um, didn't know much about activism, the different forms of activism. <clears throat> and, I mean, yeah, so I guess to give a little background about my, my vegan background, um, like I said, it's been two years. Um, it's been almost a year now that I've been doing um, vegan activism. Um, I do Cubes of Truth for Anonymous for the Voiceless, and uh, we have, I'm part of a small vigil group, um, I guess it's not that small, but um, it's in uh, Hatfield, Pennsylvania, which is about 30 minutes from where I live. Um, there's two, two major slaughterhouses around there that we go and bear witness to. Um, the first one is called Clemens Food Group, and their brand is called Hatfield Meats. If anybody is listening to this from Pennsylvania, they will 100% know where what I'm talking about. The Hatfield meat brand is very, um, it's very popular. I want to, I don't, to use a word that I don't want to use, but um, 
the demand is high for those products and they sell a lot of that stuff. Um, so yeah, so that's the first one, Clemens Food Group. Um, they specifically do pork products. Um, they murder 12,000 pigs a day um, on average, which is an obscene amount of pigs. Um, you know, we're, we're going to be there until they stop. Um, the group there itself just had their um, one year anniversary, um, I think a couple weeks ago in the beginning of May. Um, but so that's the one slaughterhouse that we, we go to. The second slaughterhouse is um, a JBS slaughterhouse, which is a um, beef industry. Um, they're based out of Brazil and they're everywhere in the, U in, in the world. I mean, they're huge in Australia. Um, everywhere in Brazil, obviously, in Austria and the U.S., they've a bunch of different slaughterhouses. Um, so those, they, I think we estimated, we found out just recently. I think they, they slaughter about 2,400 cows a day. Um, they they come from pretty far distance. The Clemens Food Group, they actually own all their pigs. So they, you know, from from the contraception or from the, you know, the con yeah, the contraception of the pig to the slaughter, they they control everything. All their trucks, all the trucks that we see are from the same company and everything. Whereas at JBS, they are coming from anywhere, every everywhere. I mean, they're coming from Ontario, Canada, coming from Ohio, we've seen some from Michigan. So, I mean, that's a big issue with you know, not not only are we exploiting these animals, but we're putting them through hell on these trucks, without food, without water. You know, they're they're hot. They're in there. I mean, in, during the winter, they're cold. I mean, we just put them through hell. Um, so you know, at JBS, we we have a better chance to get close to the animals and get um, some good footage. Um, over at Clemens Food Group, it's a four-way stop, so it's not as ideal. Um, you know, we have been told multiple times by the local police that we shouldn't be in the road and everything. So we try to keep our distance and I guess zoom in on our camera as much as we can um, and try to get some footage there. Um, we've had, so we've been there for a year, like I said, and we've had two trucks stop. That's it. Um, I know if you watch, if you guys watch any of the other videos from other vigils, like the LA Pig Save and the, I don't know if it's LA Pig Save or LA Animal Save. Um, but you know, they have the cops stop the trucks there and they're with the animals for, you know, 30 minutes at sometimes. I mean, That's they, so they're, yeah, there's, there's so many, um, trucks there that the cops that have been there are actually pretty much all vegan now because of it, which is amazing, <laughs> um, to see you that. Mean the, the truck drivers? No, not the truck drivers, the, the police that are there to okay. direct everything. Cause there's hundreds of activists there. One of our, the, the uh, lady that started our group, she actually went and moved to California for a year. And that's kind of how she got the um, inspiration to start this group when she moved back. Um, and she went to a lot of the LA um, animal save vigils out there. Um, I know that's a lot of information. That's kind of a <laughs> quick little overview of what I've done. It's a, um, it's a you know, thorough insight into what you do and what kind of activism we can find out there and especially you know getting into vigils and bearing witness to those animals and i think as a vegan is you know it's almost like an essential step to actually meet what used to be the victims that we put through hell like you said and just to know why we are doing this and that we will keep fighting until yeah 
all cages are empty. Yep. Yeah. Go ahead. And how how would you? What is your definition of veganism for anyone who's not familiar with this term? And like, what is your perception of veganism? What does it mean represent for you? Um. I mean, you know, it's got a lot of different um, definitions. I think the easiest way to put it is the you know the word. Um, I think it's from Indian. Um, Ahimsa, mm-hmm. uh, which you know means non-violence to all living beings. Um, Can you repeat it? Uh, ahimsa. Mm-hmm. I believe I'm pronouncing it correctly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think using that word, if you look up the definition of that, I mean, that's what it is. I mean, you know, no harm to others. I mean, of course, everything that we do is going to have harm to some. You know, Thanks. we grow vegans are vegans don't eat any animals, but we in in turn you know kill small rodents and insects when we when we harvest our food and everything so vegan and veganism for me is truly trying to do your best at doing the least harm possible um you know i i like to there's a quote that i like to um use a lot it says you know not not everyone is in a position to help animals but we're all in a position not to harm them So, I mean, it's so easy not to harm them, especially with all the vegan options that we have these days. I mean, depending on where you are, it's a lot, it's, you know, the demand is different in each country. So, you know, demand is what causes the products to be on the shelves. I mean, we're in control of what is on those shelves. Um, So veganism to me is just trying to do the best that you can. I mean, you know, You know, if you're going to travel, try to stay in places as long as you can to, lo- to lower your, you know, low- you are going to be increasing your footprint by flying. So you might as well stay there as long as you can. I mean, it's not ideal, especially with my job, because I don't get I can't get as many weeks off. But but yeah, veganism for me, I mean, that's just what it is. I mean, it's realizing that, you know, we it's no longer <laughs> it's no longer necessary to harm these animals especially when there's no reason to i mean if like i said if we have other options and we can you know the i'm I'm gonna probably say this right but the american dietetic dietetic association i believe that's what it is but you know they stated that a vegan um or a plant-based diet is suitable for all stages of life Mm -hmm. including pregnancy um so if that if they can say that we can do that then If you want to do the least harm, then you have you have to be plant-based. You yeah. have to be vegan. There's just no option. Mm-hmm. So once I realized that, I mean, thanks to Morgan and opening my mind to a lot of things, once you realize that, you can't go back. And I mean, once you go to these vigils and you see these things, you can't unsee them. Yeah. So, yeah, it's definitely important. I mean, it's good that we have all those options out there, but what is truly essential is to spread the message as much as we can and to convey a message of peace and compassion through veganism which it truly embodies but mostly you know showing the footage and showing the vigils showing the individuals that are behind our plates they're they're not just They're not just a, a body with flesh and bones. They they are truly individuals with with biographies and with families and friends. And if you just take the time to connect with them, you will truly see that they're capable of feeling just as much as we can. And right now I'm thinking like today on Maui we had a we did this bike tour 
um, from so biking down from the volcano Haleakala and we made a few stops uh, just to say hi to one horse and one goat and I just I just noticed like that few minutes spent with these animals I was just automatically connected to them and I they were like friends to me they were like family ties and it was so hard to leave them I I felt like I was leaving them behind and it, it truly hurt me because obviously that one horse and maybe the goat as well they didn't seem to have any other friends with no, them they like alone, yeah. they were just by themselves and we could see in their eyes that when we were leaving them they were actually feeling a bit sad yeah it's the same as the you know when you leave your dog at home you it gets separation or the dog itself not it um he or she gets you know separational anxiety um And you know humans get that too, and I saw it in Morgan's face today. I mean, she didn't want to leave. We were, we were, so, we had to go. I mean, we weren't, you know, we weren't rushed for time. Yeah. But I mean, it's 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 great when you get to connect to one of those animals. Yeah. Yeah. So you just you really you truly have to give them the chance to live the life they deserve, free of oppression. Just give them the chance to experience all the wonderful emotions that we get to experience as human beings because animals just deserve it as much as we do. Um, yeah, what gives us the right, you know, to control their outcome and their life? Um, mm -hmm. You know, maybe their lives are a little simpler than ours. I think humans' lives could be simpler and should be. Mm -hmm. I think we complicate things way too much. We you know, we rely on money and greed rules the world. I mean, yeah. so... Yeah, I mean, I don't want to, we don't want to get into that too much, but... No, no, but you're right. It's, uh, we, as human beings, are, I think, we are living in a very unnatural system. We're, we're not even connecting as much as before with nature. And we, we don't even, like, just one proof for me of that big disconnect is that people are not aware of how their food is produced so they they don't even know how these animals are being treated they they don't know what kind of pain they're putting them through when then when they arrived on their plates and that just truly shows how much we became disconnected from everything and people barely spend any time in nature now and like children who are asked what kind of vegetable is this or what fruit is this and you know they they don't have a clue or they will tell something that's completely wrong because they were not educated and they never really made that connection yeah or it's just how the food is prepared i mean these days the food most of the food that we eat we're eating like additive things you know mm -hmm. like we're enjoying what we you know i don't i, don't, I try not to eat as many like bread and bagel and things but people whatever people put on that's basically what they're eating or you know they're eating all these salty foods and that's what you get a, you know you you crave and everything people are forget to crave fruits and and crave crave um raw foods you know raw vegetables things like that it's and i would say the one thing that i would add to what she said it's a very unnatural world i think it's also um what's the word i was looking for um forget what I was going to say not not unnatural but more un, unnecessary and I mean I, I just think that you know humans everybody in their heart 
knows that they they love i i would believe they have a they love animals or they love mm-hmm. life and they appreciate life they know that life is so short on this earth um, compared to how old the earth is um so i think we kind of lose connection with that you know that amazing thing that we call life we mm-hmm. kind of just go day to day and we're just stuck in our routines that are you know not very not natural and mm-hmm. bad for the environment <laughs> and we live mostly would you say like in contradiction to oh yeah 100% value, yeah. i mean that's i mean that's what a lot of the things that i put on my posts on instagram and everything um you know we align your actions with your morals align your actions with your beliefs you know when you look at your food and you're eating it are you 100% positive that where that food comes from aligns with your morals You know, if you say you're an animal lover, can you really eat animals then? You know, I mean, if you're a dog lover, would you eat your dog? Would you send your dog to a slaughterhouse? No. You would want it to get euthanized. You would want it to be the least possible way possible or the least harm to it as possible. I mean, you know, I I think that a lot of the companies that kill these animals would love to euthanize them, but they can't because it'll ruin the meat and then and they, they don't care. No, and or they just don't care. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, how fast and the demand that we have to keep up with it's impossible to have a quote unquote humane way i mean humane cannot be associated with death when it comes to these things it just can't mm-hmm. and what would be your your tips and your recommendations to anyone out there who's who would like to adapt to adopt a vegan lifestyle i think the best way honestly just from my experience having morgan as my you know my mentors find somebody that you can find somebody that's vegan find somebody that has experience with these things i mean it's much easier to talk to somebody and experience it in person than it is to watch a video or i mean i'm not saying those things aren't be- those aren't good as well because i would recommend you follow these people on instagram you follow the save movement you follow anonymous for the voiceless you follow these groups that they're dedicated to you know animal welfare and i mean another another recommendation is look up your food look up the alternatives that you have peruse around the grocery store i mean in some places more more of the dairy options now are are non-dairy mm-hmm. i mean it's like the options are screaming at you in the face you just have to go and look at it and research it i mean it's yeah. it's and it's not you know it the word difficult when it comes to veganism is not i wouldn't associate it with that it's just you're changing your habits that you've been doing for whatever for me it was 24 years i mean i had to eat meat for every for every meal that i had to i mean every meal that i ate had to have an animal product and now that now it's just amazing what you can do and what your mind how how the different options open up to you i mean now i'm eating different foods that i never would have thought that i would eat before. I mean, so I mean other tips, I mean, yeah, like I said, just talk to people and don't be afraid to put yourself out there. I mean, when I first went to a vigil or a cube, I was scared. I was intimidated. I mean, I'm going to these places where you know, I don't know anybody, but you've quickly realized that and I don't want to generalize, but I mean, you quickly realize that I think a lot of vegan people are very open to anybody because they want you with them yeah, you know we true. want to grow this vegan movement so when anybody would step out of their you know comfort zone and try to do these things of course they're going to open you you know welcome you with open arms yeah um 
But I mean, other recommendations, yeah. I mean, just use what you have. I mean, not everybody has social media. Use Facebook if you don't. I mean, that is social media. But, um, you know, if you don't have Instagram, use Facebook. Use other areas that you can use. I mean, go on YouTube. I mean, so many people just use YouTube to post videos. I mean, Morgan does as well. I mean, a lot of the a lot of the recommendations and things that I get are from Morgan and my other friends that are vegan and you know, you post one thing and that gets you to a scroll of of other options. Mm-hmm. And what would you say veganism changed in your life? Like would you say did you used to like cooking and did that change now that you've become vegan and what other areas of your life you know got changed because of veganism no i i think you kind of hit the nail on the head there i mean definitely i mean i think i cooked a little bit before not not too much um i mean to give you a little background my mom she's been vegetarian for over 40 years i think since she's been like 18 i think i think around 18 or 17 and now i'm which is amazing for me that I I have my parents with me that made the switch with me too, which is unreal and it's so helpful. You know, my mom cooks a lot of our food, but I mean, going back to what I said, yes, I mean, it 100% motivated me to cook more and just be more interested in how these flavors work. And I mean, you know, doing it yourself and being, it, it, I don't know, it makes you feel proud of what you cooked and it, I, I just think it tastes better then. I mean, taste, taste is all in our control. I mean, that may be a little bit of a different um, way to look at things, but I truly believe that if you want to like something or change the way your taste buds are, you can do it. I did not like a lot of things. Just on this trip alone, I've been liking bananas now, and I never liked bananas before. The consistency just isn't good for me, but now, I mean, I hope it's not just because they're in Maui now, and well, it's, we'll it's see. True, but... cause the, the bananas here i mean they're locally grown and when we eat them they're just perfectly ripe and they're so creamy and they've got like this floral taste almost to it and they're just it is amazing it's it just tastes like yeah like nature's food and i think there's nothing better than that but you know you you might enjoy the yeah but and then i mean i don't want to go off a little topic here but I mean, you got to think about if you're think about like people say, where do you get your protein from? Things like that. I mean, it's like they're, you know, all protein comes from plants. You're when you when you when you decide to be an omnivore and eat meat, um, animal products, you are filtering your food through a dead body. There's just no other no other way to put it. You can't you can't deny that fact because, like I said before, you can survive on plants. You don't need to do it. And if if I don't want to, you know, I mean, people got to make it, make their own decisions and come to their own conclusions, but you really are. And when I first realized that I'm like, why, why am I eating a dead corpse that, you know, has been proven to be unhealthy for us and is completely unnatural. You can say yes, back in the day, you know, people ate meat and people say that, oh, um, you know, our brains develop because we ate meat, but I mean, I haven't done a whole lot of research on that, but from a logical perspective, it, I think it's all down to the word, to the N-word, necessity. I mean, back then, people didn't have greenhouses. They didn't have grocery stores where they had uh, vegan options and they had all different kinds of fruits and, you know, global trade and things like that. I mean, when you look at back then, they were, they ate what they needed to and they, 
they had to. They had to eat meat because they had to. I mean, there was nothing else around. Mm -hmm. In the in the winter, you can't grow a lot they of vegetables. Had, they had what nature provided them. Yeah. That was all. Yeah, yeah, and that's another thing. I mean, veganism is about doing what's only mm -hmm. necessary. And when you think about it, it's the most unnatural way we could possibly think of because right now we actually pay someone to do the dirty job the bloody job that we wouldn't want to do because i mean first i, I think we're, we're not meant to be eating animals because if we're not able you know to kill them and hunt them like a true carnivore would do out of necessity like we said but yeah it's it's not the case and i think it's just very hypocritical from us to put someone and like I mentioned in my previous episode like the um, slaughter, slaughterhouse workers are one of the workers who get the highest rates of suicide of drugs of you know PTSD physical abuse on their wives because just just picture your, yourself uh, killing hundreds or thousands of animals every day and all you see and smell is blood and I mean of course you're going to get messed up because of this and yeah I think like I said in the previous episode animal liberation is also about human liberation and if we are truly compassionate people and if we think that all living beings deserve a life free of oppression um, yeah we should by definition by that logic become vegan because it's the best we can do for those animals and for the human beings who surround us um, so yeah one question I would have um, what would be how would you define the difference between being vegan and being a vegan activist and why would it be maybe more I don't know how could I say this more aligned with your actions I would say I mean yeah, to be activist yeah or? I think yeah I mean I mean the way I look at it I mean I was vegan for a year without being an activist and at first I thought it you know not necessarily was a waste of time but it was just time that I didn't have I didn't have the time to put that into my schedule it wasn't a priority to me um but I mean you know being diff the difference between being a vegan activist and being a vegan I mean it's similar to being there I mean there's a big difference between plant-based and vegan that's what I'll, I mean I don't want to get off topic here but quickly to to touch over this I mean there's a lot of people you know that claim to be vegan I don't want to put people down but I mean are you really vegan if you're only eating like plants and animals and still wearing them still going to you know to places where they exploit them no you're not Um, you're strictly plant-based then and you're helping your health which is one part of it yes but you're still putting these a lot of these animals through hell just for entertainment and other things but so to get back on the vegan between the difference between vegan and being a vegan activist um, I think we all are vegan activists at heart it's just a matter of do we have do we have the courage to step out of our comfort zone and you know just speak our mind i mean today at, at the sunrise that we were at on mount haleakala did i say that right all right um you know they were these the people working up there they were they were singing the song and then going through this i, I don't know some sort of speech that they that yeah. they do on the sunrise i'm assuming it's some sort of hawaiian um, tradition but at the end 
I was like, I'm taking this opportunity. And I said, and everybody should go vegan too. Cause mm-hmm. that's how you really say, that's how you really change the world. Yeah. And who knows if anybody heard that, but I mean that, that step that I just made there, I would have never done a year ago. Mm-hmm. I would have never had the courage to speak up. And that's where, you know, yet every day we vote three times with our forks and our knives. But I mean, you got to do more than just that. You got to, mm-hmm. and, and it doesn't, it doesn't mean that you necessarily have to go to vigils right away or go to these yeah. cubes of truth. But when you see people, you know, even your friends question mm-hmm. your friends. I mean, yeah. And it's not about putting people down. Veganism is not about putting people down. It's mm-hmm. not about forcing your beliefs on anybody. It's about making them realize what they already believe in. Yeah, I've, I think vegan activism is about not only perceiving that injustice that is done to animals, but it's also taking action and speaking up your mind so that you tell people that this system is wrong and there are you know victims who are going through hell and if we're not speaking up if we're not sharing the message if we're not giving them giving, a voice exactly if we're not you know making animals voices louder if we're not speaking up for them nobody can actually you know change their habits and that's that's how change is done it's by a little group of people First, it's a small group, and then it eventually evolves and gets into this mass of people who gather and just use their voice to do what's right and to speak up against what is wrong. So I think that's yeah. yeah. I mean, that's not to that's not to you know put down any vegans that aren't vegan mm-hmm. activists. I mean, like I said, it takes a while. It took yeah. me a year. You being vegan is is pretty damn good to start off. I mean, to to make that step to say, no, I will never do this again. I will always look for mm-hmm. the vegan option and I will, and it's if they don't have it, I will turn around and walk out because that place is not for me. It mm-hmm. doesn't align with my actions. Yeah, becoming vegan is definitely a, the strongest step. It's it's the, the foundation. It's you, to me, it's, it's when I truly became alive like when I felt alive for the first time because I was actually living in alignment with my values and I just truly felt that burden was off my shoulders that I was no longer contributing to something that I definitely disagreed with and yeah feeling much lighter Um, and if the word was listening to you right now what would be your message that's a tough one i mean if i had to say one thing i mean you know you know let's i would say you know take a take a moment um maybe this is a little bit different than a message but take a moment put your phone down turn off the tv you know get away from everything go outside you know sit on a chair and listen to the sound of of nature and really ask look at yourself and look at your life and really ask yourself do my actions align with my morals am i doing the best that i can um can i do better we can always do better but looking at things what what small things can i do i mean being being vegan is the single the single smallest thing that you can do that has the largest impact on the world 
it well that said. that would be my that would be my message i guess i mean mm-hmm. there's nothing more powerful than stopping that when it comes to just animal welfare and animal liberation but also the earth i mean why yeah. why are we doing things that are bad for the earth and i think i kind of remember what i was going to say earlier we live in a very inefficient world mm-hmm. you know we we filter our food through a dead body when we don't need to we you know we cows especially i mean they produce methane which is I've read 10 to up to 100 times worse than carbon dioxide emissions when it comes to ozone depletion and everything else that goes with it. I mean, so I would say, I mean, it's that would that would be my message. I think it's the single greatest thing that you can single easiest thing that you can do that has the biggest impact. I mean, you know, it's one thing to, you know, buy low flow faucets on your on your thing, on your um, your sinks at home, your showers. But people don't realize eating one burger is the equivalent to almost two months of showering. Mm-hmm. You know, I've read, I've read just I don't I don't like to speak in numbers, but I've said over 500 gallons of water just to produce one burger. Yes. Yeah, and so if that's... you look at if you look at the Beyond Meat Burger, they market their burger as 99% less water. which maybe that's a little stretch but i mean that that just thinking about that and how much people don't realize that in the future water is going to be very very scarce we take it for granted so much today we open we turn on our faucet and water comes out most people don't have a lot of people in the world don't have that i mean there's a billion people in the world that are starving yeah a lot of those people don't have and that's something you can actually solve by going vegan because well i've I yeah I think I've already mentioned that in a previous episode but meat consumption is definitely one factor that causes world starvation because these people who are producing the grain that we are feeding to cattle you know they're just starving their own children are starving in their arms and we are taking away the one one of the scarce resources they have and we're feeding it to a cattle that we will need to feed much more food and water that 16 we, times more 16 times more and we could have just eaten the protein right from the source right from the plant-based source so it's it, like like you said we just live in a very inefficient world and that's the reason why you should actually like you said sit down close your eyes just just listen to your heart and ask yourself what what is the right way to go what can i do to help this world and what just sounds to be the best solution and then you know it's not just thinking about it you got to do your own research as well i mean a lot of these things that we've been talking about we're we're so you know interested in it and that's why we've done our research we've watched all the documentaries we've read books we've listened to talks we've um listened to podcasts i mean educate yourself that's all we can do and that's that's the biggest thing that people that i say when i talk to people at cubes of truth and everything is i i'm not i'm not going to stand here and spew facts at you and try to tell you what is right and wrong i want you to figure it out yourself because only you can make the change Mm -hmm. nobody else can do it for you yeah and we are responsible for all of our actions so whatever decision you're gonna make today or tomorrow 
it definitely has an impact on the world you live in. It has an impact on the human beings who surround you. It has an impact on the animals who surround you. So, yeah, really take the time to think about how your habits actually impact the world and how you can do a better job and really educate yourself. That's the most important thing. You cannot change anything. You have no control over whatsoever if you're not properly informed. So, yeah, I think that's that's my final word. And yeah, how can people get in touch with you? Um, I mean, the my I my main source, my main I guess yes yeah, platform source, platform for social media would be Instagram. Um, you can follow me at Keegan Dare Vegan D E R. Um, and I, I wish I had Keegan the vegan, but it was taken. <laughs> so I had to use the German word. Um, but yeah, so that's my main um, group on, or my main platform for there. And then um, specifically, maybe for people that are in the Pennsylvania area or just, you know, in the, in the tri-state area in general, um, Pennsylvania, New Jersey, Delaware. I mean, they, the group that I'm part of is called Hatfield Pig Safe. Um, you can look us up on Instagram, on Facebook. Um, you know, you can also, and then I would say th- those are the ones specific for me, but I would say go on the Safe Movement website. They have a list of all the groups all around the world. Mm-hmm. I was looking at it the other day and I saw my name on our group on there and it really made me happy just to see that we're on there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, those are the main ways I do it. I have Facebook too, but I mean, I don't really use that as much. So okay. yeah, Keegan, Keegan, they're vegan. All right. And of course I will link all the information uh, yeah, in the information box on this podcast. And yeah, I apologize if you guys heard like many, a bit of annoying noises, like planes helicopters around it's just like we're actually recording this in a tent and it's a one shot so yeah we hope you got a nice message and that you get inspired by keegan's words and thank you so much for being the person you are thank you so much for everything for your dedication your commitment to you know speaking up for the animals and I'm just so blessed that you're part of my life and I really encourage many more people to make the switch that we both made. I will say mahalo for all of those who listened to this episode. Mahalo is thank you in Hawaiian, if you guys don't know. And aloha. Bye.